Hi, and welcome to episode 86 of No Crying in Baseball, the thoughts and prayers for Big Poppy episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, I'm tired. I'm so tired. God, <laughs> so we had a tired. hell of a weekend. We had good things and crazy things and emotional what? things. A crazy things. And then before the weekend, so we started with the graduation thing last week. Both of us had high school kids graduate last week. We had Thursday graduation, a Friday graduation, parties, parties, and then... And then... Pride weekend. Right, right. And so before that, actually, we took both of our graduates to Nat's Night Out, to Pride Night there, which was really wonderful. I I do want to give major kudos, especially to um, Jen of Queer Fancy Stats, who I know put a lot of work into it. There were so many parts that were really special. There was the band in the beginning and the cheerleaders and the people. People were so nice there and so excited to be there. And and Sean Doolittle, of course, was amazing. I, I do have. Did you want to add? Well, some? I was going to say he had his hand painted rainbow cleats oh, that he made right. just for the just for the occasion. I mean, my favorite thing was the two guys who got engaged as a part of one of like the inning breaks. They they you know got on jumbotron under the auspices of hey we're going to play this game and said oh hey we have one more question and the guy's boyfriend got down on one knee and proposed and there was a standing ovation. It was like universal support and happiness for this engagement. And my favorite part was the Nationals Foundation afterwards said, in your honor, these two guys who got engaged at Nat's Night Out, in your honor, were donating $1,500 to Smile, which is the the gay teens organization in Washington, D.C., the one that um, Sean Doolittle's wife, Erin, is uh, on the board of. And it was just amazing that they had like the follow through, right? Not just, hey, we have this thing. Yeah. And they promoted it. And there was actually a part of on, on their online of the website where you could add to that. So it was like, this is what we're doing. You can also add in. So that kind of active support is what makes it better than your average Pride Night or how things started. They totally leaned in. But I think we have some ideas of what more they can do next time. Right. So like as we say in the teaching world, in the education world, when you're reviewing things, you look at the pluses and then you look at the deltas. So those are the things that you want to change Ooh, for the you future. you went all Greek. I so like there it. You go. You it's like Greek? that positive thing. So sure. it's not a negative. It's just like these are little helpful hints for the future. I mean, you nailed it in our last episode with the uniforms. I mean, how what could be cooler than rainbow uniforms? I also think that some of the players uh, outside of Sean Doolittle could open their fucking mouths on social media and say, just say like, hey, it's Pride Night. Like, I'm not asking a lot. And especially- Just acknowledge it. Yeah. Especially a certain Trey Turner, who we were looking at at the end of the season last year, who said he was going to be going the right way. But here's a perfect opportunity where he could have said- I'm out there on Pride Night. This is anything, right? Anything. I think that's true. I think that's true. But they, you know, baby steps. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. There, there's, there's room for um, Delta. Right. Room for change. Room for and change. I, I think they're gonna do. It. I'm gonna write a letter to MLB and say, Hey, here's my thing. I think league wide, you should do this with uniforms next year. I commit to writing that letter. And feel free to also do that if you think that's a good idea. And and maybe I think my other thing that I would like to see the the presidents have rainbow shirts because like the presidents dress up for all the other stuff. By presidents, Potty Mouth means the racing presidents, (laughs) which are the mascots with the giant heads Mm -hmm. that sort of, they show up before the game. And then in the middle of the fourth inning, they do a race around the ballpark and they have been known to wear theme clothes in the past. Yeah. 
So I'd like to see George Washington in a rainbow shirt. Hey, can I say um, a nice thing that happened with the Nats that was not Pride related at all, but it oh, was this past weekend? I love good news about the Nats because it's few and far between. Getting better. Getting but- better. I'm just saying that the other day, maybe that was yesterday, we're recording on Monday for a change, which means I got to watch this game instead of recording during the game, which means I got to watch the Nationals hit back to back to back to back home runs in the eighth inning all Uh, four four home runs in a row it kind of sucks to be Juan Soto who was guy number five and didn't hit a home run but here's the cool thing history was made only nine times ever has a team hit back to back to back to back home runs and the last two of them were were the Nationals the Nats are the only teams to have a, a repeat in hitting four home runs in a row the last time was in 2017 versus the Brewers. Yay, Nationals. And props to our new best friend, Gerardo Parra, because he celebrated every single person who came back into the dugout after hitting home run so much. He's like the guy. He is the spirit guy. And I'm going to tell you some something about uh, Parra cross-training in just a minute. Hmm. hmm. I'm under suspense. On today's show, well, before I tell you about today's show, first I want to tell you about some cross-training. I am wearing a shirt that is the product of ultimate cross training. My kid went to the pride parade and Brandon Holtby of the um, the Washington Capitals, he's the goalie, the Stanley Cup winning goalie from last year, made eye contact with her. So the urban legend goes while she was on her friend's shoulders and threw her this very shirt, which in the cross training tradition is actually a, a Washington Wizards, an NBA shirt thrown to her by an NHL guy. Uh, for um, for the Pride Parade. So hooray for that. So welcome to cross training. I also want to say there's a game seven this week, people. Watch a hockey game seven. Nothing's better than a game seven. And also Gerardo Parra, our new best friend, has money on the Raptors. So the NBA playoffs are this week. Back when he was a giant, remember a few weeks ago before they let him off and he became our new best friend, they had a pool on the team and he put 500 bucks and ended up with the Raptors. And it was like, Nothing's ever going to happen. He still has his name on the Raptors. He's going to win big bucks. So hooray for cross-training, Gerardo Parra. How can you not be our new best friend? Also today, we're going to talk about Big Poppy. You already know bad stuff happened, and we're going to tell you what we know so far about um, Big Poppy. Um, we are going to celebrate the fact that the free agency season is finally over. We predicted that last week, and happy to say that really happened. Um, the Texas Rangers retired Adrian Beltre's number, and he may or may not have gotten his head rubbed. And last, we're going to finish with our all-star picks for the infield, as Potty Mouth would say, minus the catcher. We're going to tell you tell you four guys for the infield. Next week, we'll come back and tell you the rest. So, yay, go team. I'm taking a deep breath because this has been a rough day in the baseball world for news. It's remarkable to see the extent of the news about David Ortiz being shot. A lot of shock to begin with. I was at a fucking comedy club last night having like a really, really good night. Comedy club, going to the bar for the Bruins. And I get the update saying David Ortiz has been shot and texted you. And in the beginning... It, it was unclear what was going on. It was like rumor and conjecture. Mm-hmm. No matter where you look, you got a tiny, tiny little bit of information that you couldn't be sure was true. Yeah. And you guys probably know more than us right now because of that time thing. But the most important thing is that he's stable and recovering. He is. He was flown to Boston today. Um, he did undergo surgery. Uh, he was shot 
through his body from the back to the front, and I think it punctured his uh, – there's some organ damage, gallbladder and, and colon. Somebody said liver. I'm not totally sure. But there was surgery immediate in the DR to keep get him stable, but now he's getting attention in Boston, and the Red Sox organization you know is going to be taking care of him. He was there with a TV host uh, who – the. I think the same bullet hit that guy's leg. The the motive is still unclear. I don't know if there's anything more out there about that. They were just sitting at a bar, right? They were just like out for the evening, Mm -hmm. sort of minding their own business. And he was shot from the back. And again, the rumor and conjecture is that that bullet passed all the way through him. And then that bullet is what hit the TV host in the leg. But yeah, there has been no information about what happened except for what happened to the shooter. Yeah, there's some grainy video out there. So the wonders of cell phone video plus the media of Latin America that really does cover a lot of blood and gore. So there's there's video of actually when the shooting happened. It looks like it's this outdoor bar cafe thing. And then there's video of people basically taking this guy down and beating the shit out of him. And he's all bloody. So I believe that he's officially still a suspect and and get some sort of trial. They're saying that maybe there's somebody else involved. So that part is just unclear. But what I, I guess I really want to just focus on is positive energy and recognizing the 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 depth of David Ortiz and the amount of people who are responding. I mean, sports from all over Boston. You know, he was from all over the country, a lot right. of people from other right. cities, from other teams who just value him because of what he's always meant to baseball. They were not necessarily people who played with him or against him. Yeah. But love so, him. so it's definitely, it's both cross geography and cross sports. So yep. it's not just like baseball people all over the country, but just people. I mean, even Obama voiced in and, and posted the picture of when he hosted the Red Sox at the White House. It's really moving. And, you know, personally, being from Boston, I credit David Ortiz with making our city better. I think Boston has had a very strained history, and everybody knows, especially concerning race and baseball. And, you know, within the city itself and and a lot of racial issues. And I feel like he woke a lot of people up. He taught a lot of people about accepting people from different backgrounds and cultures. And I think he can single-handedly be credited for making our city better. So I I wish the best for David Ortiz. And we'll we'll keep hoping and, and following the news. It finally happened. Free agency season is officially over. All it took was the start of the draft. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, yeah. So last week we told you we predicted that Kimbrell and Keuchel would not last the week as unsigned free agents. They just had to get past that beginning of the draft when their signing was no longer tied to the team that signed them losing draft picks. And hey, it happened. Yeah, right away. So there was a lot of um, speculation that the Yankees were going to get in on Keuchel because we know they have a solid bullpen. They weren't looking at Kimbrell. A lot of teams were looking at Kimbrell. So I got a little bit tired of the guessing articles about where they'll probably go. And in my gut, I was thinking there is no fucking way that these guys are shaving their beards. I just... I don't know. I don't know. Especially Keiko, who looks fans. like, you know, like, you know, Mike the Steam Shovel, right? That guy from yeah. the kids' book. Yep. And and Yankees fans were posting all those pre-beard pictures, but God knows how many years ago that was. So surprise, surprise, he goes with um, with Atlanta instead, with the Braves, right? And Kimball's with the Cubs. So 
Keiko's only got a one-year deal and it's prorated. So Right, because it didn't start till, you know, a third of the season's <laughs> already over. So it's 13 mil out of the 20 mil. That seems but so bargain. Uh, there's some conjecture that the Braves kind of signed him in self-defense because, as we have said before, the NL East race is pretty tight. And if they, they didn't sign him, who might have? And might that have been the difference to get that other team, whichever one of the other four teams it is, to really start pulling ahead? So part of it is, yeah, we need him. And part of it is, we need you not to have him. Should We be we should be worried as Nats fans then. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We're already a little worried mm-hmm. as Nats fans. Right. So um, Kimbrell, the interesting there, thing there is that Zobrist has been on the restricted list. I don't know if we've talked to define the restricted list before. I, I don't think so. So there's a list that a player can go on for a couple of reasons. Some are you have done a bad thing and no one you're sort of protected. The team is protected from mm-hmm. other teams getting you if you're on this list. You're, you're kind of untouchable, but you don't get paid while you're on this list. Ben Zobrist has some personal issues that he's dealing with. That's the other other reason you go on this list. Oh. I've heard rumors that it's a divorce. I, I, wow. you know, People aren't talking about this. And I respect the privacy. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go there anymore. But he's been on this list for a while. And because he's not getting paid while he's on this list, and he's not going to get back pay when he comes back on, that freed up a lot of money. So that probably helped the Cubs come up with part of the $43, $43 million that they are paying Kimbrell. For three years, which is super interesting. I wish I had gone back and actually gotten the real numbers, but I'm just going to say that I really think he was going for six years out of the gate when he turned down the Red Sox qualifying offer. I'm not even sure if they're, how that happened, but it was just no way that, that he was getting anything enough to stay. But he was looking for way too long, is what I thought, for any pitcher, especially reliever. Right. Yeah. Especially the in the current climate, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the talk now has already turned to the July 31st trade deadline, which is like tomorrow. Like it feels right? so close. It's like six, eight weeks away. Um, and if you remember, this is one of the changes this year. There are not two trade deadlines now. There used to be the end of July and end of August. Now all the trades have to finish by the end of July. So people, so teams have to start thinking strategically now about what are our real chances and is it better for us to sell off our guys and wait till next year or do we think we're going to be a contender in which case we're buying guys to get us through and it's only june so this is very interesting that this is happening right now wow and with the nats it's like an instant replay this is what last year was like uh and did they go the wrong way i guess well we'll see what happens so adrian beltre 20 i know 21 year career the uh, Texas Rangers retired his number 29 this weekend. He is the fourth Ranger to have his number retired. That number also includes Nolan Ryan and um, Johnny Oates and Pudge, Aww. even Rodriguez. We love we love us some Pudge. Um, he got some gifts. He got a lot of outpouring of love from former players, former teammates, people around the league. But the best part about the ceremony is that his best friend from the Rangers, Elvis Andrus, who was famous for always rubbing him on the head as much as Adrian Belcher did not want to be rubbed on the head, presented him with his custom bathrobe with his number on the back in Ranger Blue and then rubbed him on the head and then ran like hell. So congratulations, Adrian Beltre. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. We will definitely link that video because that's a good one. 
Just wanted to give a little bit of update on what's happening with the Yankees' plague. We've been touching on this throughout the season. The Yankees continued, well, you know what, they're slowing down on their kicking butt. I think they're actually tied with the Rays right now, but they're beating the Red Sox. I Which know is that. weird because they've got guys coming off the injured list now. Like the, the injured guys are coming back and now they're slowing down? They're living in backwards land. I don't know. Wow. I think I think that that's actually a danger that I think they might have been better off with their, their A-line, but uh, they have somebody who I don't think is doing time on the IL, but maybe should because he ended up getting stitches. And that was Brett Gardner, who got frustrated because he was something, he was zero for 19 at bats. So not helping with their little bit of trying to rally in front of the Rays, got frustrated, threw his helmet against the wall, ricocheted, hit him back in the face and busted his lip and he got stitches. So moral of the story, kids, don't try this at home. Learn from this mistake. And if you're going to laugh at the video, don't do it in front of your children because, you know, yeah, and that's I, bad form. But it really looked pretty damn funny. Yeah, and I think he had done something like that before. I think, you know, just looking at Brett Gardner, he, he looks like the Yankee and he's got that kind of temperament. So, yeah, not such a good idea. A Yankee I do feel bad for, though, is Domingo Germán, who we were talking about last week, who's been just amazing pitching this year as opposed to being last year problematic. But he's on the I.L. now. You know, and it seems like every pitcher, or a lot of them from their starting rotation, Tanaka's coming back from paternity leave or something like that, and CeCe's been out, and Severino's been out. So now Germán, who's been their strongest, has some hip issues, and he's on the IL. But you know what? I feel like at this point, the Yankees must have like a cyborg in the bullpen. Like they're just, <laughs> they are ready no matter what. So I am not sleeping on those Yankees, but uh, keeping an eye open. Potty Mouth and I are going to share our all-star picks over the course of this week and next. This week, we're going to talk about infielders, and next week, we're going to do catchers and outfielders, so we can do four and four. The pitchers don't get selected by popular vote, so we don't get a say in that, even though I bet we have opinions. Oh, we got to do DH last week. We have one oddball. We'll do that next I mean, last week. Next week. Future, yes. I don't you have know the power to go not back. A, that's not a real thing, right? That whole DH is a totally made there, up It's thing. on the all-star ballot. Doesn't make it right. We can pick okay. one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Long, long-standing argument mm-hmm. there. Okay. So you can vote. You can vote all the freaking time. If you use the um, MLB websites or your, the team's website or MLB apps like um, Ballpark or At Bat, you can vote that way and you can vote five times a day. You can also Google MLB vote, or you can Google your favorite player. And if they're on the ballot, the first thing that comes up in Google is, here's how you to vote for them. You can click here and to vote for them. Um, that is not tied to your five times daily. So you can game the system a little bit and do some of each. You can do this. It's the primary season. You can do this all the way through June 21st. And if our um, fantasy boyfriend baseball league is any indication, you may not want to follow our recommendations, but we're going to give them mine. to you. Anyway, here we go. First base. First base. So here's a real typical recommendation that you should not follow because (laughs) I am doing a mix here of guys that I think are talented and should win and just, you know, fun guys that just might be in the spirit of the team. You know, the All-Star game doesn't really mean anything at this point. You're not winning for anything besides bragging rights and 
stuff. It's a big fun show, right? It's so fun. Let's, let's it's who fun. want to see it? But it's not like Home Field Advantage anymore or anything right. like that. So because it's a big fun show, I want big fun people there. I want my boyfriend, Ronald Guzman, on first base. He probably has one of the lowest batting averages of the first base people who are out there. But he is hysterical. He has a great wingspan and he loves birds, right? He adopted a condor we talked about for a while. So I just think he would be fun. He has missed a lot of the season. So I think he's getting a little bit of a rough rap and maybe he's getting ignored there. But you know what? He was out from April 7th until May 8th. Then had a little bit of a rocky time coming back. But so far for June, mind you, it's June. What what day is it? 11th, 10th? I, I can't keep track. Remember graduation it's, and right. Pride Weekend above? right? We now. are barely into the double digits of June, but still, I think this is important that he has a 900 OPS for right. June. So right. that's some you know, impressive uh, improvement. But you know that, that Google thing? I'm kind of pissed off at Google. Today, I, I typed in Ronald Guzman and Reese Hopkins popped up for voting. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was weird. Because he's on my list, maybe. So thank you, Google. I'll pay you later. All right. Oh, I just one more thing before you do your first base. I was these close to doing Miguel Cabrera, right? How close? These close. Okay. Really, 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 really close. Um, you, you guys can't Maybe. see the hand gesture, but it's, it's very really tiny, small, small as the violin small. she plays for the <laughs> Orioles. It's teeny. I really, I love Miguel Cabrera, but he, there's all these reports now that he can't play, actually play first base anymore. He's really moving to DH. His knee is messed up. I feel very bad for the guy. He's a legend, but he shouldn't be first base because he can't play it. There's okay. that. So we're not going to vote for Miggy, even though mm-hmm. we love Miggy. Yeah, love him. All right, I picked Carlos Santana of the Cleveland team, and the more I read about Carlos Santana, not go, not of the do, black do the, do the music. Okay, so and the more I read about, him, the more I think that I'm going to put him on the possible boyfriend list for next year. I'm going to give you the brief boyfriend rundown as part of this. So, um, Carlos Santana has the highest on base percentage across all first basemen in the whole all the major leagues. He's from the Dominican Republic, and Other than last year, which he spent in Philadelphia, he's been with Cleveland. He was for Cleveland before that, and then he's back in Cleveland. He has written some kind of comparing the kind of working class parts of Cleveland to where he grew up in the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, like the the humble beginnings, the hardworking people, all of that. So he's kind of like feeling like he's he's embracing community there. That's awesome, um, which is very cool. we're sticking with the theme. Adrian Beltre was his favorite athlete growing up. He's 33, but Adrian Beltre played for, you know, 21 years, right? So there was there was some time that he could he could kind of like hope to follow in Beltre's footsteps. Um he with his family visits a crisis nursery in Cleveland called Providence House to you know to help try to help with small with babies in crisis and take care of them and he's got kids of his own that's very sweet and kind and generous and also he's very good friends with a child fan with um cerebral palsy who comes to cleveland games who he has met and you know has like promised yeah you know will you hit a home run for me those kinds of relationships and they've stayed close which is awfully cool um a quote he said that I liked very much is, what I'm going to think about is going to work, being a good citizen, and taking care of my loved ones. That's who I am and what we do here in Cleveland. Check you out doing like advanced research for our boyfriend list for next year. You're set. Second base. 
Second base. All right. More party time on the Potty Mouth team here because I love my boyfriend, Yomar Sanchez, because he has spirit. He totally has spirit. I had talked about him when I first introduced him about dumping Gatorade on top of himself twice, and he did it again. (laughs) So he did it again this year because it was pouring rain. Everything was drenched. So why not dump the Gatorade on top of yourself? But even that, he was on the field when it was like pouring. And when he slid into third or something like that, he actually got into the mud and swam. So that kind of energy, then he totally criticized everybody for making them play through that shit. But that's beside the point. But he can be a good spirit in that clubhouse. I think he'd get along with everybody. Just a little bit, I was really tempted to go with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because I find that storyline super intriguing. And God, that would be so cool to get this baby rookie on the all-star team. But my vote is with Yomer Sanchez. And you? I went with my current boyfriend from the Yankees, um, DJ LeMahieu. And again, I picked him because he was the newest Yankee, so didn't have the Yankee stank on him yet. He has the highest <laughs> average among second basemen. He is tied for second for second basemen's um, for RBIs among second basemen's with um, Brandon Lau with um, Tampa Bay, who is also getting some of my votes. And again, I think um, Brandon is kind of in the running for rookie of the year, too. So I, I'm kind of leading to the the veteran here but i want to point out you can vote five times a day and the primary is going to select the top three vote getters so i think it's probably okay to split your vote a little bit if you're like you know what here's my primary guy but i really want to see this guy in there too go ahead and and share some of your votes around that's what i'm doing yeah because you want one of the options in the top three to be somebody that you like and somebody i like a lot on third base, I'm finally pulling in a Red Sox here, Rafael Devers. It took you to your third choice? Is, that's kind of crazy. Shocking. But yeah, I was really tempted with first base, honestly. But Rafael Devers is just adorable. And we talked about him working on his plate discipline through bribery, where Alex Cora was giving him a Chipotle gift card if he was getting a walk. Well, now Cora is making a joke that he's really done with the incentive thing because it works so well, and he's been losing so much money, giving him incentives for various things. So not just the walks, but like an opposite field, something. He says, I just tell him I'm going to get him a Chipotle gift card, and he does it. So it's kind of cute. It's working. And his defense, which has been super criticized, is improving. He's got an 847 on base on base percentage plus slugging. Not bad. I, I'd go with Raphael. Great hair, too. Great hair. For third base, I'm going with the other Matt on the Oakland A's. If you might, I'm sure you remember, because how could you not be hanging on our every word? I picked Matt Olson, the first baseman for the A's, as my boyfriend. But it was kind of a toss-up with Matt Chapman, who's the third baseman for the Oakland A's. Um, right now, in a lot of categories, he's runner-up to Alex Bregman, who is by far everyone's favorite yeah. to be third base. And he's really a very talented player, but he's Alex Bregman. So um, Alex, Ch- uh, sorry, Matt Chapman is kind of doing it for me. And one of the reasons, uh, you know, beyond all of this great offense is defense is really sexy. And he's a platinum glove. He won a whole bunch of awards for his defense. And I like that. So I want to give him some props. I'm not giving any of my votes to Alex Bregman because he doesn't need them. All of mine are going to Matt Chapman for the American League third baseman. 
Short stop, and I'm going to pick up the pace here. We, we have so much to say about these guys. But Tim Anderson, go, just go back to past uh, episodes where we talked about his bat flips and his wonderful attitude this year. Despite my boyfriend, Anderson Simmons, who I like a lot being my runner-up, I'm going with Tim Anderson for shortstop, your former boyfriend. Right, and he was, yeah, he was my pick to initially – because I just default to former boyfriends because he's pretty awesome. And then I rem- remembered, oh, wait, apologies to the twins from last week. Oh, yeah. I overlooked, remember, I think I even name-checked Jorge mm-hmm. Polanco last week as somebody that I can't believe we haven't been paying attention to. So he's getting most, maybe two-thirds of my votes for American League shortstop. He is the batting leader among all shortstops. He also leads an on-base percentage and on-base percentage plus slugging. He hit for the cycle versus the Phillies this year. And I'm trying to pretend he didn't have an 80-game PED suspension last 80? year because wow. twins, because twins. I'm not mm-hmm. going to forget about the twins except for when I vote for Tim Anderson. That's totally fair. Okay, on to the National League first base, Josh Bell. I really shouldn't say too much more. I'm giving it to him, though, for his good attendance that he just had his first day off this season. Yikes. So that's kind of cool, especially because his stats are freaking crazy. 1.072 on base percentage plus slugging last I checked, which was yesterday. So it's got to be something close to that. But yeah, Josh Bell. Yeah, yeah. we mentioned Josh Bell the other week too because he cannot stop hitting dingers. So he's actually my pick too. The first base category for the National League is freaking loaded. Mm -hmm. There are so many guys in there that I really deeply like. I'm going with Josh Bell. Um, the um, the Ringer just did a story on what they called the beefy Dingerman, who are the guys <laughs> who are not the super famous beefy guys that can't man. stop hitting home runs. And Josh Bell is their first in line beefy Dingerman. So I, why wouldn't you root for the beefy Dingerman guy? I will say, um, so he's getting two thirds of my votes, and my old boyfriend um, Reese Hoskins of Philadelphia is getting my other one because he's so much better than Bryce. Harper. And Google seems to like him. The beefy Dingerman should be a T-shirt, I think, or something. Probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second base. I have a boyfriend on second base, Cattell Marte on the D-backs, and he's doing well, but I'm not going to talk about that because I didn't know that he is Vladimir Guerrero's cousin-in-law. Did you know this? I don't even know what a cousin-in-law is, but okay. He's married to his cousin. Somebody's married to somebody's cousin. Uh, He was the wingman. So Vlad, I think he's older than Vlad. And Must he, be, are you talking Vlad Jr.? We're talking yeah, Vlad, Vlad Jr. Jr. Vlad Everybody's Jr. older than Vlad yeah, Jr. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, so he was the one who set them up. I think Vlad was interested. Wait, no, it was the other way around. Vlad was oh shit. I got to do my better research. You're rambling. Yeah, okay. yeah. Somebody, they are cousins-in-law. <laughs> somebody set the other one up with his wife to be, and it would make more sense for the older one. But I, I got to. You know what? I will link an article to. Let this. me tell you I about will. my boyfriend. All right. <laughs> My second base pick for the National League is actually my old boyfriend, Mike Moustakis of the Brewers. Um, I've told you about him many times. I'm just going to say he's leading. Um, what? I you know very funny in my notes. I read he led all my leads all my boyfriends in slugging. What I meant was he leads all second basemen uh-huh. in slugging. But that's kind of funny. That's, um, but that's he, so he leads research. all second basemen in slugging, RBIs, and on base plus slugging. So go, Moustakis. You're awesome. 
Third base, I'm turning right over to you because it's your boyfriend for last year, for this year, for always, Anthony Rendon. The once and future boyfriend. We agree on this one um, for third base. Anthony Rendon is always playing second fiddle to Nolan Arenado. And again, I I give Nolan Arenado all the props. He's awesome. But let Mm -hmm. me tell you, Rendon was out with an injury for a little while. He's played 12 fewer games than Arenado. But here's the story. He's only 12 RBIs behind playing 12 fewer games. He's only four home runs behind having played 12 fewer games. He leads in on-base percentage and um, on-base plus slugging and slugging percentage. So how about that? That's He's a getting lot of stuff. all of my votes. I love you now and forever. Shortstop, another boyfriend, another rookie, Fernando Tatis Jr. for his hustle. He just got back after an extended trip on the IL, and he comes back swinging. Unfortunately, it was against our Nats, but this is like how to, this is small ball, how to get a run. He got a single. He got to second base on a ground out, and then he stole third, and then he got to home plate on a ground out. So how perfect is that? Like, it's a run. It's a run. And and then a couple innings later, he got a two-run home run. That's another way to get runs. So he's good all around. And he came back in with his 300 average from a month ago, and he has brought it up 318 at the time of whenever I took my notes. So so fun fact. Doing well. Fun fact about Tatis Jr., I think he's great. I think he's an excellent pick. There was a, it was a four-game series against the Nationals. They sat him for Max Scherzer's pitching day oh. and apparently the padre said oh it was a scheduled day off I say they may be protecting him and that batting average and i can't say that's a huh. bad thing because he's he's pretty awesome but i was kind of amused it also could be just snippy sportscasters because you know we were having a bad time but then it got better um my pick for National League shortstop is my old boyfriend, Trevor Story of the Rockies. Close to picking Javi Baez, also a former boyfriend, and my current boyfriend, DeYoung, because they're all kind of, like the three of them are all kind of jumbled up, but there's something about watching Trevor Story that makes me think he would be super fun, and I also think Javi Baez is getting plenty of the votes, so again, I want to try to like build up the... uh, the the field there totally you know how to pick your short short stops well i think so but so here's a problem there are write-in candidates you're it's available to write in a candidate but you can only write in somebody for a very specific position and i think you can only do it on mlb stuff i didn't see a place to do it on google and howie kendrick right now is tearing it up but he's a bench guy right he has subbed on first he has subbed on second base he has played third base he's played in the outfield there's no place to put him there's no bench category so i'm going to write a second letter after i do the whole pride thing you should have rainbow um, Mm -hmm. uniforms i'm going to say hey what about bench players all right you well you have way more expertise than i if you're looking at our fantasy boyfriend baseball league this league that we put together of these guys that we have chosen from every team so carefully to be our baseball boyfriends and man i'm sucking and the reason why is because i'm going to blame it on graduation and then before that there must have been another excuse but i just keep anticipation forgetting anticipation of graduation There's, yeah That's this it. has been a very stressful moment of our lives but good it's all good they're they're great kids they're going to do well But yeah, I forgot about um, switching up my lineup. I've got a lot of guys on the IL, which Yahoo still calls the DL in my lineup. So I am rock fucking bottom. El Wombo is starting to pull ahead above the leftovers a little bit. Leftovers has had a couple of glimpses in first place, but Wombo's up there. You are rocking, pushing up into the almost top three at number four. And um, yeah, 
that's those are the highlights. We're going to keep going. It's not even all-star break yet, people. There's hope. Eventually, you'll you'll switch up your roster. Things will yeah. turn around for you. Hey, I have three words for you. Obi, Sean, Kenobi. Oh, yeah. Next Saturday, this coming Saturday is Star Wars Day at the Nats. I can't wait to go. We're going to go super early because we need our Obi, Sean, Kenobi bobbleheads. It's going to be a super fun game, super fun bobbleheads. I don't know what you have for your week ahead, but I hope it involves listening to some of our other shows. If you like this one, please tell your friends. Subscribe if you get a chance. Write a review or rate us. It helps other people find us. And until next time, say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. 